This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I'm your host, David So, and we have a very special guest. I've known this motherfucker for a very, very long time. Talented actor extraordinaire, <laughs> dude. One of those people out there that when I met, I was like, I respect the fucking shit out of you, dude. Thanks, Lawrence, bro. Likewise. motherfucking cow. Dude, how long have we known each other for? Damn, dude. You know, I just I just had Summer on here too, and I yeah. and I definitely knew you before I met her. But it's been a long time, man, a very fucking long time. And I, I learned like... her, her divorce and everything too on that last podcast. Oh, damn, that's crazy. That must have been nuts. Like, oh shit, you're divorced. <laughs> time flies. Time fucking flies, man. <sighs> that's so insane, man. Dude, I feel like the last time I, I mean, the first time I think I really hung out with you was when you used to live in that place in K Town. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did I meet you, though? I have no idea. Do you think it was through Danielle? I feel like Danielle is the reason why I meet everybody. Was it Danielle? Yeah. It could be, but w- but what was it for? Maybe it was for a sketch or something? Because I know the first, I think the first big sketch we did was the Nike one. I mean, not the Nike one, the shoes one. Yeah. That was the bigger one. But then I've known you for a long time before that, though. Probably through Justin, maybe, then? Maybe. That's that might be, that might yeah, be the yeah, connecting yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. dude. Dude, for man. Sure. So yeah, you yeah. finally got on a fucking show, huh? You're oh, looking at Netflix. You know what? Yeah, dude. You know Crazy. what people don't know about though? They don't know about the the whole nightcrawler situation thing, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That was insane, man. That was cool. Um, just going in for things like that, like back in the day, and not knowing what kind of project that would be become. You did, know what I mean? Did you? That was a that was an indie film, right? Uh, no, nightcrawler wasn't an indie film. It was a no, big, no, no. It was yeah, big... yeah. It was a pretty big film. Um, yeah. it was with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Yeah, I went in for that for a couple times, and um. Yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy to. People don't know is that you actually had the part, right? No, you no, you were no, close no, to no, it. No, no, no. What I had the the part that someone that they gave me was for Green Dragons. Oh, yeah. Oh. Where my manager was like, "Yeah, you booked it." Oh shit! Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then uh, I didn't hear anything. Like that shit fucking sucks. Yeah, man. it's crazy, man. This 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 the journey. Like the ups and downs of being an actor is just so it's it's so crazy. They just punch you in the face, and then you're just like, all right, and you just take it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like a drive-by ass beating, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I had this. Uh, we did this podcast where I was talking to uh, Megan Dia, and they were talking about their whole uh, Dia specifically about her whole acting situation. Yeah, and I think uh, you know you know uh, Hayden, uh, the actor. Is that so? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, he hit me up and he was talking to me about the whole just watching that podcast and he goes, "Man, like this fucking industry is tough, you know." And yeah, man. Hearing somebody break down and talk about the difficulty of being in being an actor, I think for him it kind of hit a heartstring a little bit. It's like, "Yo, I don't think people realize how fucking hard this shit is." Yeah, man. I think you just have to change like your perception about it and not think about it as like uh, achieving some kind of end goal you know yeah. it, it is it is literally just you enjoying the journey and the process yeah. and having a good time doing it otherwise you're just gonna like go crazy yeah because it's it's i think when you go into acting right like what is the percentage of people that really get to pop off and how many roles are there i i just had a conversation too where there were roles that i went in for that i got multiple callbacks i got this fucking close and i was like oh, i wish i had that show where's the show now it didn't even air yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. And you put yourself through that roller coaster of emotions. You're like, man, it'd be so great to, to be on that show. Like, man, I, fuck, I didn't get it. But then it, it didn't even go anywhere in, in, at all. Yeah. Everything that I got a callback for that was really close to yeah. didn't even Nothing happen. Nothing happened with it. So it's just, the only thing would be just a nice, nice ass paycheck. Yeah. You know, like it would have been nice. Like 30 G's, boom. When you go got onto uh, Woo Assassins, which was a pretty, pretty big fucking deal for you, man. 
because I feel like you've been grinding for so long, and I think like, um, I think just those those roles for a solid Asian actor. Just, I mean, how many of those are there, right? Yeah. And this is a show specifically with all Asian people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was fun, man. Just me, just me reading the breakdown and and seeing what kind of character it was. I was just like, man, I I have to do that. Yeah. And I wasn't originally called in to um into the room. Someone, uh, my friend asked me to help her tape for the sister role and i was like yeah sure i'll I'll, Mm. I'll help you tape it and then and then she was like yeah you should um you should talk to your team about um this other part and i looked at the part i'm like dude heroin addict like um it just all it it just hit all the the you know the cylinders of of the kind of character that i wanted to attack and i was like man how come how come i'm not going in for it so i hit up my team and they're like yeah we um we uh we submitted it we submitted you for it but they're not calling you in so i'm like okay all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put myself on tape so i put myself on tape and i sent it to my 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 agents and then they were like you know what i think it'd be better if you go in and so they said they're not gonna send it in they're just gonna talk harder to the casting directors and be like yo let's you you guys should really see this guy because they saw the tape Mm -hmm. and so i finally went in and um yeah that's crazy. So you yeah. weren't even called in for the audition. No, not at all. Damn, dude. Yeah. So you wanted that role that bad. I wanted it so bad. Super bad. That's fucking crazy, yeah. man. That's so weird, though, because I feel, you know, with the whole acting process, that part, there's certain roles that you really fucking want, you know? And I feel like it sucks when you finally have a role that really resonates with you and you don't get it. And then you see the person that gets it. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I see you in the fucking streets, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And the only thing you can do is like, yeah, yeah, you know, I wish him the best, man. I hope he does good. But deep down inside, you're like, fuck. <laughs> you're a lot nicer than me. I'm like, I wish the worst upon this person, dude. <laughs> you are going to destroy this role and it should have went to me. You fucking asshole, man. It's hard to play You got a Tanya game. Harding them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to fucking hit yeah. them with the kneecap. Bow, bitch. <laughs> Deal with that. They and he should, gets a role uh, for a fucking uh, person in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Just hire Khalif. Khalif <laughs> fucking kick his ass for me. Yeah, I know. It's hard, man. Like, I think that, you know, when I first started doing the whole acting thing for, for the year, because I really wanted to figure out how, what it was like. Yeah. That shit was not easy, man. I don't know how you've been doing it for so long. It's because, you, you know, I, I love doing it, you know. I think, like, it, it takes a certain kind of person, you know. Like, you know, uh, you, you, you might have to have, like, some kind of masochistic kind of personality. Yeah. You know, to go through, you know, the ups and downs. And um, I don't know. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I like it. You know, I feel like the job isn't necessarily the job. It is, like, the process of trying to get it. Mm. And I, that, that's sort of what excites me. You know, when there's, like, when, when there are droughts and I'm not doing anything, it... I, for some reason, I like it a little bit. Mm. It's a weird kind of feeling. It's that it's that hunger feeling, right? Yeah, it makes you yeah. push some push towards something. Yeah, and if it was easy, I don't know if I would like it so much. You know, if it was like you know, people say like you know, is it hard like being Asian American like with like all this lack of rep- representation and whatnot? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. But then like, if it was given to me like so easily. I don't know if I would like it so much. I sort of like this challenge. It's fun. Yeah. Like navigating this whole system. I don't think you've ever fa- fallen into that category of somebody who've, who's ever put it on their ethnicity for a reason why you never got to book a role. Right? Yeah, and no. I've, and I've always hated that attitude too because I've, I've heard that so often um, specifically in this industry. They go, oh, I didn't book it because they're, they don't want people who look like me in this role. But at the same time, I mean – not going to call it any names, but I see some of the people who have been complaining the loudest. And I'm like, you're the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. How fucking dare you? <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It might be the case, but then like just even saying that out loud for yourself as an artist, it just hinders you from like, you know, doing better work. Yeah. You know, you just, you justify it by saying, oh yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't cast me because they didn't want an Asian guy. They went in another ethnicity yeah. or maybe they just didn't cast you because you weren't the right part for it you weren't good enough yeah i don't know i think that's a it's a more rational way for me to think things because if i keep thinking it's about something that's out of my control then it makes me go crazy yeah like like what's the point yeah totally it's such a hard thing to deal with too it's just like oh it's because i'm asian but i would like to hear that from people who i respect a little more though yeah Yeah. you know because i think the people who are booking who do great things and you look at them and they're respected in their craft i don't ever hear them say that shit and there's a reason yeah. why they're booking. I think Justin said it the best too. He goes, you know, he, he goes, I don't really like to play this game. He goes, I just try to get booked based on my skill. 
Yeah. So because if if the skill is there, it's gonna uh, eventually it'll become undeniable. Eventually it'll hit something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when before you were before you hit um, this this big role on a big series. I mean, what's what's it kind of like? I, I think as an actor too, because um, people want to go into this profession. What's it like, kind of dealing with not not being able to book, right? Because I yeah. feel like that's. A majority of the acting game is is it's number one is studying your craft in the waiting game. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just got to figure out, you know, what to do during that time, and it literally is just continuing to work on your shit. You know, if you think like, oh man, um, I don't think it should be a waiting game, and I, I think once people start thinking of it like they're waiting then nothing will come. But if you yeah. just keep yourself busy, you know, work on other things and just try to get better, take a class. I mean, I think it's just like it's 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 working out a muscle, man. Do you ever like doubt your skill? Oh yeah, for sure. All the time, man. But the thing is that that that, that what I've learned though is that you got to use that. Mm. And use that doubt and put it into the character. And if you start working on that character as a doubtful character, hmm then that doubt creeps in as something that's a part of who um, a part of that part of that part of that person. Yeah. And so people can't really see that. And you sort of like sort of just uh, bring it in and put it into the story. And I feel like that has really helped. Yeah, because maybe maybe because you deal with this so well, because like there's some other people I think that when because it's such it's, it's, it's a career where you do you are constantly looking for affirmation all the time yeah and you don't even get the tips to why you can't even book some of these roles so you you're kind of left feeling lost all the time right and so it's like how do you become that person where you still stay confident in your choices after you leave an audition yeah because i think that's the first thing that happens to a lot of people who go into this they go um oh i i thought i did really well what the fuck is it and they try to switch up their game plan yeah they they start switching things they start thinking like what do they want they start doing things that they think other people want to see but I feel like if you really believe in what you're bringing to the story, then there's no need to think about anything else and how you should do things differently because you never know why they're gonna bo- why why they're gonna book you. Yeah, you know, you just got to go in and just be very steadfast in um, your capability. Yeah, and just try to get better and better. Not not try to navigate the system and try to do better so that they'll pick you because if you keep doing that you're just going to keep missing i believe like you just have to go in like yo this is what i believe the story is this is what i believe um you know how how the character would be in this kind of situation and then you just present that to them yeah if somebody was trying to be an an actor let's say like out of the blue what would be like what would be like a couple of things you would tell somebody um in order to be like successful and survive in this industry, what's something that you would tell them? Man, I think it's just, you just got to be very persistent, man. And you got to, you got to work at it. It's not some. it's not about like, it, you know, it, 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 it's different from other kinds of art because it's not really a performance. You know, you're not going in there and doing like, it's like, this is a performance. You really have to become, you really have to become these characters. So you got to really work on, I guess you got to work on, uh, you got to go take a class, man. Like, it's not something that it's just like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. And then some, some people, some people become successful that way and they hit like one big thing. But then I feel like, oh, uh, like, um, over time, you know, it's, it's, it's going to expire and I feel like if you really want to do something like this, you just got to work on your craft, man. That's that's pretty much the the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. And I feel like some people think it's just so easy. You know, it's like it's like it's like tell it's like someone saying like, "Oh, I want to be a doctor," and then they go and they they think they can be a doctor like the next week. I get you know? uh, I get really annoyed <laughs> when somebody does that to like like for example. I don't know how many times I met somebody where they go, dude, I got this great script idea. I'm like, listen to me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I really don't. Not to say that maybe your script idea isn't great, but they kind of, I want people to understand that when you tell that to somebody who is, I'm not a script writer, screenwriter, right? Mm-hmm. But when you tell that to somebody who's a screenwriter that has worked their ass off to be where they're at, right? And you go, I have something that the world hasn't seen yet and I'm going to do something better than you. It's like, 
okay, out of all the people in the world, why is it that it would be you? I'm not telling you to self-doubt yourself, but have a little bit of self-awareness because I think people, they kind of don't understand how difficult it is to either sell a TV show, to get a movie made and have it be really good. And they not without knowing that they kind of you're lightweight looking. You're kind of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You guys are um, not being mindful of how the the work and dedication it takes to be in that career. Yeah, it's true, man. Self awareness is very key. Yeah, you know what's funny though is when when anyone starts off though doing any kind of like artistic thing, I think that's sort of what propels them at first though because they think mm. they can do it. They're like, "Fuck yeah, I got this. I want to be an actor. I can do this." And it's just that. Just it's just being naive just a little bit, but then tip, but once they tip their dip their toes into the field and they realize how crazy it is, then that's when they should start you know working towards um, I don't know getting better at what they're doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But sometimes you know in the beginning it sort of helps them. Oh, for sure. You know, like it, it's just like in ignorance. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking, like, uh, you know, I can be a dancer. I, I like music. You know, yeah, I can yeah, move yeah. my body, you know, like, but that's what propels people to do stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I admire that at first, but, but, you know, over time, you know, you, you got to realize that, you know, there, there are so many other, there, there's so many other things that, that, that come into play. Yeah. You know, and even, even as an actor too, it's like, um, why, like, but why do you want to do it in the first place? Yeah. You know, is it because you want to be famous? You want attention? Like, if those are the things that drive you, then, you know, you, you got to really sit back and really think about, like, what is it? Why, why am I doing this? This podcast is brought to you by Sunday Scaries, my friend. Sunday Scaries is a leader in the CBD space. They have created a niche for themselves by addressing America's anxiety problem. They sell wildly effective and delicious tasting CBD products, especially their CBD gummies. If you guys have not had CBD products before, um, number one, there's no reason to be scared of it. Uh, it's something that I've been using for about two and a half years. Uh, I don't use anything with CBD and THC in it. I like to use CBD products uh, to help me calm down and relax. There is no head change. There's no psychoactive properties about it. So it, it really gets me to just it helps me relax in a couple of ways. For me, I started using CBD products because I had a little bit of anxiety, not in the anxiety that you would probably uh, typically see like on television or whatever. But there are moments where sometimes my work gets so, so busy. Um, I, I get really just kind of heady with my stuff, meaning that I overthink things. I start to stress out. So I started using CBD products just to put me in a better mental space. And it has been helping out a lot. It also helps a lot in sparring, surprisingly. When before I spar, I, I'm overthinking my moves. And so I'll take a couple of CBD gummies and it helps me just chill out a little bit, relax uh, without the head change. And, uh, and I love it, man. Like it's, it's, a, it's a necessity for me. So I've uh, been using CBD products for a very long time now, apparently, which I didn't know that two and a half years is 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 a pretty long time for people who don't really know about it. And I love it, man. It's, it's an everyday thing for me. So check it out. Uh, if you want to get 15% off, all you have to do is use your code BRAIN at sundayscaries.com and stop dreading the everyday bullshit in life that doesn't actually matter. Remember, if you want to get 15% off, use the code BRAIN at sundayscaries.com and stop dreading the everyday bullshit in life. That doesn't actually matter. Sunday scaries, baby. Well, I think all that shit yeah. fades too after a while because you're yeah. just left with the craft at that point. Because once you stop booking, you stop doing all the stuff. It's like, well, why am I? Why am I still doing this? What's the whole point? Yeah, you know. And even too, when it comes to fame, as you get older, uh, there's people that are going to be popping off when they're younger, and then when they're older, they're not booking these same roles anymore because mm -hmm. they're aged and they need younger and fresher faces. Like, what are you left with then? Are you okay with the legacy that you left behind? And can you be happy looking back at that? Or are you still going to be searching for that validation from other people? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people get really fucked up, right? And, and it's important what you said too. It's the, it's the why behind a lot of things. Yeah. Why are you really fucking doing this? That's why when I hear the script stuff, it's like, I'm like, oh, that's dope. That's cool. But my, my point is that I want people to also understand you're not the first person that said that. You are one out of a million people. Yeah. Right, it's great that you have that belief, but also stay grounded enough to know that it it just might not pop off. You mm -hmm. may think that your story is great and unique, maybe it isn't. Yeah, maybe you don't know how to tell that story because script writing for most people that don't understand it's very fucking difficult. It's hard, and then you wrote the script in a week and you present it to somebody who is a screenwriter, and you go, "Yo, this is the shit right here." And then when they tell them 
this isn't it. They go, oh, you don't, you don't know what's up. Like, <laughs> Yo, then what, who are you coming to advice for then, man? Yeah. Like, like you just need, you need the humility behind, behind everything, man, beforehand. Yeah. Um, you went to, you were, uh, did you go to high school with Summer? Is that how you? Yeah. I went to high school with Summer. Would you guys, were in theater? We were, she, um, I wasn't necessarily in theater, but um, the theater program allowed students to audition for like sketches like oh. after school. And then all the plays um, that they put up were, they, they allowed everyone on campus to audition for them. Oh. Yeah. So then I wasn't necessarily like um, taking drama classes, but I was very invo- heavily involved in what they were doing. Oh. Yeah. How come you never uh, took the class? I don't know. I just never did. That was just like, I, I, I was doing band. I was running cross country. Oh, shit. And other shit. But, you know, I, I should have. When I think yeah. about it, I'm like, why didn't I do that? But I feel like um, I feel like doing all the after-school things and then mm-hmm. participating in the plays and stuff, um, I felt like that was already pretty, like, um, it helped me a lot. I feel like if I was going to, if I were to take the classes, it would be more like, um, I guess, like an English major, like mm-hmm. reading a lot of plays and like yeah. analyzing plays. So you took that skill and then you decided to go into acting. Was something acting that you always wanted to do? No, it was. It definitely wasn't. It was just. It just came out of nowhere. Like uh, my friend was just like, "Yo, you should um, should audition for these plays with me after school." And I did it. That's I felt so like random. I, yeah, I felt like you know, like you know, when you're growing up, you're sort of trying to find your identity. And then back in the day, like early 2000s late 90s just a bunch of like asian gangsters walking around yeah. like, fronting and shit and you're just trying to like figure out is that what i want to do like i you know i felt like the beginning of my high school years was just filled with me like like hanging out with these guys and trying to be tough and i sort of wanted to juxtapose that like mm. like towards the end of my high school um you know towards the end of high school and i i felt like by doing that was just to not care about what other people thought about me and and I feel like the fastest route towards that was like doing these stupid plays mm. that you know he was just saying stupid shit on stage and not really caring mm. and that sort of I felt like opened me up and sort of helped me like forget like you know my past identity and just try to create a new one that I I didn't know I, and that I didn't know what it was and just like go from there and that was the interesting thing for me in high school too I think the 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 best time I've ever had in high school was towards the end of my junior year and senior year when I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. You know, fuck, fuck it, it. Fuck everything, man. <laughs> yeah. That's when I joined choir. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to join choir. Yeah, dude. And look I at you don't. now, man. Your voice, you're, you've got a beautiful voice, <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, man. Did you always sing like ever since you were a kid or like? No, man. I thought, I mean, with lack of a better word at the time, I thought that shit was gay mm-hmm. only because other people made me feel that way yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, totally. I liked singing i liked singing in the shower yeah i used to practice some shit i remember my brother used to make fun of me because i was singing <laughs> all the time right and it made me feel ashamed of it right <laughs> like i was like hold on a second man dude there's r&b singers out there dude like why why am i so yeah. ashamed about this thing and uh i never thought i was a good singer i i remember i the first notion of me even being be able to sing on key was when i went camping with my cousin and then we just had some music on, and I was singing along to it. He's like, "Bro, you could sing," and I was like, "Really? I don't know, because I never recorded myself, yeah. right?" And even when I did record myself, I didn't like my voice. Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, it's whatever." And I think I've always just been a hypercritical kid, uh-huh. so I was like, "Ah, it's whatever." And then I ignored it the whole time, and I've always wanted to join choir for the longest fucking time, <laughs> like since, even since my sophomore year, and I never did it. And I was like, "God, I wish I, I wish I want to be up there in choir so bad." <laughs> like I just, just want to be with those motherfuckers, just, uh-huh. do the R&B hands. Oh, I want to do all that shit, and I just never did. And then lo and behold, it turns out that ladies actually like it when you sing, yeah, yeah. and the guitar shit. I was like, "Oh, okay, so I'm going to the right route." And then uh, I decided to join choir. I think it was the the last trimester of my junior year. And then I went to choir again my senior year. And then I won this fucking, no, this, I don't know. Like I didn't get a lot of awards in uh, high school, but I got this music award for if, for joining choir. And I didn't realize like I was a great singer until, um, or a decent singer until I, I got Until you got award. an award and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I might be decent Damn, at this that's thing. awesome. So that's sort of when you realize, oh, wow, I'm fucking good. Yeah. Or at least people think I am. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. damn, I, I had no idea that I had a, either a knack for it. And after a while, too, like the, my passion for music died a bit. And um. I think it was because once it started to become something that um, I think 
I was trying to get recognized for, it took the magic out of it for mm, me. Totally. It was just supposed to be something that was fun. Yeah. And I never wanted to make it into a career. That always takes the magic out of everything, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You realize that when, once, if you continue to do things for fun, that's when, that's when the genius sort of hits all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what it is with this YouTube. You yeah. know, um, when I was doing it for fun is when I had the best content. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, the platform started to become something where it was about as much views as you can get, no matter what the content is, no matter what your voice is, do whatever you can to get out on top. Yeah. Now, people who have done it really well, they made a lot of fucking money and they made the money in their bounce or they're still making a lot of money right now. But I've never been able to switch that on where I'm like, yo, this is a fucking business. Make the business work. Yeah. Because it just... This is not where I wanted to make money. That's not how it started off. Yeah. It started off as something that I was going to do to make my stand-up comedy pop off. Mm-hmm. And so I used it to, to tour a lot, do stand-up. So when I first started doing YouTube, um, all these college shows started coming up. I'm like, dude, I'm going to knock out the stand-up shit. So I would do during like the stand-up season, I would hit the clubs, and then I would go on these, these college tours. And it was the most fun I've ever had doing stand-up. And after a while, I found out that that started to die for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, well... If this is not the goal, then what's the whole point of having YouTube? And I was going to quit YouTube. I was mm-hmm. just going to toss it away. I didn't like the title of being a YouTuber at the time because, it, you know, back in the day, being a YouTuber was kind of looked down upon. It's like in the mainstream industry, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah, YouTuber. Yeah. You're not a real actor. You're yeah, not yeah. a real comic. And that used to piss me off because I came from stand-up. I was a stand-up comic. I tried doing stand-up since I was like 16. Yeah. And so when I came on the scene, I remember... I did this um, this show and I was there was like four headliners and they put me on there because I had a following and everybody had their name blah 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 comic stand up comic stand up comic and my name YouTuber no and I know no. they, I know they did that to piss me off did and you I, talk about it in your set uh, I didn't talk about it in my set I just killed the set yeah like I just I fucking destroyed murdered that shit I murdered that shit and so. And I remember this because there was a dude that came up that pissed me off to no fucking end. And he basically said, oh, bro, like, um, man, I'm probably going to slaughter this own story because it happened so long ago. But he was basically – it was basically along the lines of him saying like, oh, yo, how, how long have you been doing this stand-up stuff? He's like, oh, you do YouTube and stuff, right? And you could tell there's a little bit of like, you know, something to it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I've been doing stand-up for like – you know, like like three years now. So if you want advice, you know, before you hit the stage, just let me know. And I was like, that's cool. I've been doing it since I was 16. So you let me know when you want advice. Some <laughs> shit like that. And I said it was something way more rude than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes up, he bombs. Terrible stand-up comic. <laughs> the fucking worst, right? I go up after him. I destroy the fucking set. And basically, I was like, fuck you, right? And so I had like this huge chip on my shoulder about that. And I think that was the biggest reason why I still wanted to pursue, pursue stand-up even after the magic died yeah. a little bit. Because I got tired yeah. of people looking down on me about something that they thought they did better than me. So after that, I kind of figured that, oh, the reason why I'm doing stuff is – well, what, what I ended up um, coming to a realization was I actually like just entertaining yeah. no matter what it is. I like creating things with my own hands. Whether That's why we I did gook. It's yeah. not because I want to be an actor. It's just – I like this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone that, working together and working yeah. with your friends. Got and, to work with my friends. I was um, super passionate about it. You know, a, a fat chunk of that was my personal life story that they got to see. So mm-hmm. it was it was a really fun project. And then people got it in their mind. They're like, "Oh, you're going to be a great actor." I'm like, "I never said I wanted to be an actor." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I did my piece. Like, I'll yeah. I'll still do it, but I'm not putting in the time to be an actor. I'm not taking acting classes. Like, you were I'm, so good in it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude, you were really good. In <laughs> thanks, it. man. And um. I don't know if I'm going to get better at acting unless I put the time into it. Like that's where I'm at. And I'm probably not even as good as that because Justin worked with me for like a month before we shot the film. So now it's like if I want to go into that role of being an actor, I got to dive back in. I, I shut everything down when I did the acting thing. Yeah. I stopped doing YouTube. I stopped doing shows. I yeah. stopped taking money. I was losing money like a motherfucker. I think it was necessary that, man, you know, just for you to, to tap into it and see if you really wanted oh, yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? Like if it really made you happy. Yeah. You know? It took me a year to figure it out, and I love acting. I love the craft, but I know that there's something missing that doesn't allow me to dive into it all the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that passion. It's that thing of I can go into every audition and not book, and I'm still going to work on this craft, and I'm still going to go at it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'm not going to do that, I'm just going to be miserable trying this stuff out. So, uh, I mean, I'm still auditioning. I'm still doing that because that route is still there, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not at that point yet where I can be like you, where I'm like, this is it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta dive in I gotta take these classes and courses which I think it's very fucking necessary you know yeah 
Yeah, because I, I think that the, the, the hard part is even when acting, when people are like, I want to be an actor, they don't realize what it takes as well. Yeah. Right? It's a lot, man. It's just like sitting in your room thinking about thinking about shit. It's crazy. <laughs> you ever, I feel like I'm a hater sometimes because sometimes I see these people and they book. I'm like, damn, you suck, bro. And it makes me feel like, man, I should go back into acting. <laughs> That's sort of what pushes you, man. When people are like, you know what? Like, you know, let me give you a few tips and they go and bomb. You're like, dude, fuck you, dude. I'm a fucking proof. I'm a spiteful human yeah. being, dude. It's like, even, even like doing good. It's like, why'd you do good? It's because no agent wanted to assign me. So yeah. I was like, oh, you don't think I can act? Let me let me drop everything real quick. And I fucking tossed everything aside and I did it, you know? <laughs> I wonder if this is how your fiance makes you do things. <laughs> you know, she's like, huh, David's like this. So I'm going to try this route. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you don't know how to clean carpets. Oh, yeah. I can't clean carpets. <laughs> yeah, can't clean. Look at this shit. I, I just dropped everything. <laughs> I become an apprentice somewhere. <laughs> You're so good at the, that, though. Like, if someone says, like, yo, do this, you can, or if someone says, you can't do this, you'll figure that shit out. Yeah, I don't know what that is about me. <laughs> it's 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 definitely like a mental flaw that I have. <laughs> it's, no, it's a good thing, man. It's a good thing. Even even like with like Muay Thai, right? Yeah. It's like people don't know, but I did Taekwondo when I was a kid. Yeah. I was pretty decent at it. And then I did Muay Thai a little bit when I was twenty. But then everybody I, I don't know what it is, but I think people do it like, oh even like the compliments started bothering me a little bit because yeah. they're like, Oh, David, man, if you put your mind, you could do anything. It's like, bitch, I've been doing this, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come into this gym right now and let's <laughs> fucking go. Right? Arguably they they might kick my ass. They're like, but, oh, David, you're so good at yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, man. what's you that supposed doing to mean? I'm like, that's what the so fuck funny. is that supposed to mean? But that's why when I go in and spar and then I'm not great at it, but there's a lot of people who think they're great at something. But they don't know how shitty they are. Yeah. The difference between me is that I know that I'm not good at this, and I'm going to figure out yeah, a way. You're still going to be better than them. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to get good, though. Yeah. And I think being humble about your shit and knowing where you're at really does help you improve. I I, I believe that, man. And I think it it really is like it. That's that's about anything too. Like it's like not getting so excited about like being good at something and not 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 thinking so much about being bad at something. Like just not thinking anything, I think. Yeah. Even when you hear good news about something or compliments, like, oh, you're so good at that, like, just sort of throw it away. Yeah. Because that's, that's, those things can actually deter you from getting better. Yeah. I feel. Because I, I think that uh, my coach, Nick, he says um, something that's good and bad is that every time I leave a training session, I'm never satisfied. I'm yeah. like, damn, I fucking suck today. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that so I'm fishing for a compliment. I yeah. actually hate you really feel like that every fucking mistake that i've made mm-hmm. i leaned back too much my chin was up my right hand was fucking down i got tagged six seven times i count them and he's like he goes uh, he's like no you did great today i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like i suck today and i get mad and i go home and i'm pissed and i try to get better all the time and um i mean i probably won't ever get really great at the sport but it's nice to know that i have something to look forward to because yeah really, yeah everything's a game of inches you know totally i yeah. agree because you're all, you also dance, which, which, by the way, always throws me off. I'm like, oh, that's right. Look at Lawrence dances, dude. Because you don't, you don't show it as much up until maybe recently where you maybe started getting a little more passionate about it. Again. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's literally only when I, when, when I feel like doing it. Sometimes I just have the itch to do it. I'm like, man, I want to dance right now. Yeah. You know, and I'll just do it. And, um, yeah, I just think it's a it's it's an expression that I sort of threw away when I was younger. It was just like, man, this thing is taken away from my acting. You know, I just need to set that aside and just go to LA and start auditioning for things. And I just sort of like put it in a little box and I set it aside instead of like letting it be what it was and just uh, embracing it. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like not take everything so like fucking seriously. You know, and um, do you think that helped you out a lot in in, in acting and everything else? Is just to be like, have fun with this shit. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. It's really understanding like the root of why I'm doing the, these things in the first place. If the, if, if the root is just to tell the story and have people empathize with these characters that they don't normally encounter or that they do encounter in real life and they think negatively towards, like then, you know, then that, that is just the goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I'm having fun doing that, then nothing else really matters. You know, if I don't, if I don't book something, whatever, you know, something's going to come up later, you know, where something hits. But, you know, it's just, yeah, not really thinking too much about it. Yeah. Not really being too down either, but not re- not getting so excited about good news either. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It, 
it's kind of odd when uh, people have a perception of what success is in this in this industry because when you book one thing, they go, "Ha, you've made it." I'm like, yeah. "Made what?" Yeah, bro? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not at all, man. <laughs> made what? Like, what are you what are you talking about? I haven't done shit yet. You yeah, know? it's crazy analyzing just like how I think about like my life too. I, I remember like thinking, "Man, if I just book a series, I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna be like the happiest person. Like, you know, I won't stress out over like." stupid shit that I stress out about and and I remember like just being in Vancouver shooting and then I was just you know thinking about how how I was thinking um in that moment and I was like man I I feel the exact same thing yeah I feel like regardless of this gig um being taken away or or given to me like I would feel the same yeah. and it really is just, just accepting that feeling of, of where I am in that moment and just going with that and not trying to like reach for something else or or, or like make myself feel, feel bad for not getting something, you know, just, just to be in acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still working on that now, but I feel like that's, that's where I'm at. This podcast is brought to you by Native, my friends. I love this deodorant. Uh, people out there, if you think that you don't need deodorant because you don't have BO, you would be deathly wrong. I travel a lot, and I know a lot of you people stink like hell out there. And guess what? A lot of the products that you use and you put on your body, do you guys realize that there's like aluminum and parabens in it? Native doesn't have any of that stuff. And you're not sacrificing quality and performance in a product with Native. Because just because you take that stuff out, you, sometimes you think like, yo, it's, it's not going to work that well. No, Native, my friends, is my go-to deodorant right now. Uh, I have actually used this. My favorite is this one right here. It's the Cucumber Mint. The reason why I like this, it just smells really good and fresh. And the Cucumber Mint smell, it could be for a guy or a girl. I, I put my life on that. This is my go-to deodorant when I go train Muay Thai or if I know that I'm going to be on the go and it's a hot day and I can't freshen up, this native deodorant stays in my bag 24-7 and I love it. It's a little bit of something just for everyone. Yes, my friends, believe that. So check it out. For 20% off your first purchase, visit native deodorant.com and use promo code GB during checkout. Once again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code GB during checkout to get that big discount and start smelling fresh today. Native. Yeah, and uh, that that's really important to say too cuz I th- I think that just shows that there's you understand that there's so much more to be had than than just this because when you were at the beginning of your career you're think that's your highest goal but then you stayed here you became a seasoned actor and now it's like oh there's more to this than that because I'm I'm pretty sure when somebody says like dude if I just win one Oscar I will be set for the rest of my life but they get that one and they go I need another one yeah. I need I need to do my own film now I need to direct there's yeah. so many different different like avenues that you can go to and it doesn't just stop so uh, yeah it's it's unending and it just it's infinite it just keeps going but that makes sense too because that's i think that's what's exciting about life right yeah you you just it just there's always something to explore or become better at yeah but we just can't let those the like reaching those things be like what makes us happy mm, yeah, you know yeah. or uh, obtaining those things i feel do you find it's hard to sometimes like uh, navigate yourself through this industry because i think that because i didn't grow up wanting to be an entertainer um i never really glorified everything that came along with it right i you know put it simply like fucking mug like money drugs and bitches like that that never became glorified in my head so it doesn't affect me like that that i think how it affects a lot of other people that i'm seeing i've seen a lot of people too like that they came from a small town, they come into the city, and they have a perception of what Los Angeles is, mm. and they get caught up into that bullshit. Like they start, they start partying every fucking night. They're getting drunk. They're fucking drugged the fuck out all the time. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened? And it's that bullshit that you get caught up in so fucking easily. Yeah. And it's just that weird perception of Hollywood that kind of fucks with you. And I think I got really blessed because I never really cared for that stuff, so yeah. it never really got to affect me, you know? Yeah. That's good cuz I've definitely dived into those like dived into that, but not because like that was like the perception of what it would be to like uh be in this kind of environment. It is just like hanging out with friends and just doing fucked up shit. Yeah. And um but you know, 
slowly trying to not do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though, isn't it? It Cut. is, man. Especially in this industry too, when like um, sometimes there's a lot of you know the waiting game is so crazy, you know, and yeah. it's it's hard to keep yourself so busy all the time, and so sometimes it's just you know you 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 get led astray and then you just start doing stupid shit. That's hard, man. Yeah. Like I, I like I, I think I'm. Maybe it's because I did a lot of dumb shit when I was younger, too. Yeah. I think I got it really out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know? awesome. Because people ask, it's like, yo, man, remember the first time you started drinking? I was like, yeah, man, 13 was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, 13, 14. It was like 13 or 14 years old. Dude, people were people were nuts, man. Like, I remember being in, like, six, was it sixth grade, and then my, like, my friend was like, yeah, I, I took some ecstasy the night before. I'm like, sixth grade? Yeah, dude. I don't even know what that was at that time, and, I'm, and and now knowing what it is, it's like how would your mind even like it fucking process that? Yeah. That's insane. There's a lot of people who did, I think, drugs when they were younger, and I see the the effects on it now, and they did it like hard. I'm not talking about every now and then. Yeah, and they are they're they're fucked in the yeah. head, dude. Um, I don't know what it is, and, and I might be reading too much into it, but their thoughts are a little latent. Like there's like a lag, yeah, yeah almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like, like uh-huh. that, that Mac wheel is like loading and shit. Like, damn, dude. You gotta wait. You're like, <laughs> you should do a sketch about that. <laughs> they got that. Where people have like the loading times before they reply. Oh, That'd for sure, funny. they got this weird like brain thing going on, and I'm I'm kind of glad that I I didn't have the curiosity to really want to try that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they got drunk, and I only think because when I was younger, I could hold my liquor very well. Yeah. And but, you're Korean. And I'm Korean, so it's a part of my culture. <laughs> but I never really like was into like like doing coke, ecstasy, weed, all the other shit, even though everybody else did it. I wasn't yeah. interested. Yeah. People are like, oh, what was your moral stance on that? And I was like, I had no moral stance. I just wasn't interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just was, like, uh, yeah, no, not really want, don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything like, oh, man, those are for losers. I'm just like, it doesn't seem that fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wish it was some other story, but the, the, other, the only reason was like, meh. Yeah, I think it's good not to tap into that, man. Yeah, I, I really mean, do. I I was in Denver recently and I took an edible. Yeah, and um, damn, weed and I we don't match. We do <laughs> uh, not I think match. we talked about this too before. Like, yeah, I can't do that and socialize. I can't. Yeah, I just be like, like it'd be funny if we did this right now and if we were both high. I would just be like, yeah, sure. it would be the slariest like, fucking podcast yeah. on earth. Yeah, I'd be like, what'd you say, Dave? What did yep. you say? I don't know what you meant by that. I don't know how people socialize <laughs> when they're fucking high, dude. I'm yeah, in my hard. own thoughts. Yeah, and then I don't. Don't disturb me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes when people disturb me, then I just start getting paranoid about why did that guy say that? Yeah. Like, what was it that? What, what did I do something? And then it's just like you know this weird back and forth. I think it's also because I'm a I'm a control freak. So when mm-hmm. I get high, I I don't like it. Right? Yeah. Because I want to be in control of my own situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So when I'm when I have a thought and I want to say something and it doesn't come out, it starts to frustrate me. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you're you're having like you're, you're getting paranoid. It's not paranoid. I'm getting pissed. Yeah, I just don't know how to fucking express how I'm really feeling right yeah. now. They're like, you get pissed when you're high? I, I, I'm like, I'm fucking irritated. So I'm just sitting there just upset. And I'm like, I'm supposed to say something really smart, but it ain't coming nope, out. So nope. I'm just sitting there with it's my mouth happening. open. I'm just going to eat some chips. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, dude, you look so dumb. <laughs> That's the difference about being drunk, though. Drunk, it's like you think. You aren't in control, but you think you're in control. Yeah, 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 so it feels yeah, yeah. fucking amazing. You know, I'm like, I'm about to make the best choice of my life right now. And that's why I think that's why I like being drunk. But I don't I don't actually mix well with alcohol either because I get a migraine. And I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know that that's not what's supposed to happen. Mm. I thought everybody got that shit. Getting migraines when you're drunk. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because I get super flush and red, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. get a, I get a throbbing headache. You ever take a Pepsi before you drink? Does that shit work, dude? It works for me, man. I swear, and it, it works so in in a way where like I don't feel, I don't know that I don't feel like the migraine or like the craziness. I think it takes that away too. How many do you have to take in? I just How? take one. One be- right before, yeah, right beforehand, or like maybe thirty. You should try it on on your next ten foods. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. just try try thirty minutes before. Okay, just take I'll, a Pepsi. I'm, I'm gonna take a Pepsi because I do like the taste of alcohol. Yeah, alcohol is amazing, man. Yeah, I like I like uh I I didn't used to like beer. Uh-huh. I used to talk mad shit about people who didn't like beer, but one fucking day I start I like beer and coffee together at the same time. Mm. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I asked my mom. I didn't ask when we were having a conversation. I was like, "Hey, mom, guess what I kind of like now?" I was like, "I kind of like the taste of coffee and beer." She goes, "You know why? Because when you get older, life gets bitter, so you like bitter things." <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks for the dude. Pep talk. That's funny. Yeah, smart yeah. mom. I started liking beer, and I was like, "Yo, this this stuff actually tastes pretty fucking good." Yeah, I don't know why. You know what? I've never liked the taste of alcohol. I just can't. 
And yeah. I, I just like how alcohol makes me feel. Yeah. So like whenever, whenever I'm drinking something, everyone's telling me like, oh, swig it in your mouth or taste it. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to down it. And <laughs> just get like, it out even for beer too. Like if I get a beer, I'm just, I try to drink it down as fast as I can. I don't even try to enjoy the taste. I, I just, I guess I don't have like an elevated palate, like even for wine. Like, oh, I don't know shit about wine. I don't wine. know anything, man. It's just so hard. You know, it's funny. People are like, what's your favorite wine? I was like, whichever one tastes more like juice. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, nah, man, you got to. Do you taste the earthy, grassy notes as if it was as if it was a fresh tulip that was picked in the mid point of spring during the hottest day where a river came down and the minerals from the river actually uh, gave the nutrients to the grape? And I'm like, shut yeah. up. And during that fuck. time, there was a war and people died <laughs> and there was blood sprinkled on the soil. <laughs> yeah. The, the iron from the blood <laughs> affected yeah, 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 the yeah. taste of these grapes. And now what you're tasting is AIDS. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. You're like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Because uh, I've had like a really aged bottle of wine and it tasted yeah. Ugh. I was like, what is this? And so I was watching a documentary about wine and how this how this Salmonier put it was honestly, if you don't like wine and you don't know what you're looking for, these expensive wines, if you like it, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, be yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah. He goes, Go for a bottle that you like and you like the way that it tastes and stick with it. Don't worry about the price. Yeah. Drink it and say, I like this. Then stick with that. Yeah, and and stop trying to like impress people by being like, yeah, I know this kind of wine, and then just being all like smart ass about That's it. That's why know? when we're doing send foods, when we have a wine tasting, yeah. we just go, "All right, man, it tastes, it tastes, <laughs> it, it tastes wine." And Dude. So- that's so funny. Do you guys do you guys ever eat something and you're like, oh, that was not good. Oh, bro, uh, the original Sam Foods was yeah. just talking trash about a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, but I think they're a little more conscious about, uh, you know, once we got bought out, we had not to be upsetting very, people. Yeah, we have to be mindful of that shit. So yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I'll be really mindful. Oh, of this. So you guys lie. I wouldn't say I lie per se because the chef is right there staring into my spirit. Dude, that's so hard, man. Because if something doesn't really taste good, what do you say? I mean, for me, I just. I just talk about what's wrong with it, mm-hmm. but then there are. But you talk about the positives too. Yeah, like mm. it's food, it's edible. Yeah, you know, it comes out as poop eventually. <laughs> that, that's the only things I can really say. But people can tell when we dislike something and when yeah, we yeah. really like something, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like when we talk about wine and shit too, there's a lot of bullshit. Beer though, I you could really taste the difference in beer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know from this pilsner to that pilsner, but the different types of beer have a very different taste it's like having like apple to an orange you could tell the difference between an apple and an orange totally i, I definitely don't like dark ales yeah uh, like darker beers or like ipas i don't like ipas i like stouts though you mm. know like the, that guinness dark ass beer mm, yeah, yeah it yeah, tastes yeah, like yeah. coffee yeah 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 yeah. and i like the taste of coffee oh do they do that they have that right coffee with beer oh like, dude that's i had this like. we went in in Sen foods we yeah. uh went to this brewery and uh they're the ones that do the allagash shit allagash whites which i think like that's a great introductory beer if you don't like beer at all mm-hmm. it's very tastes like oranges you know has that citrus mm. acid that's why people they squeeze fucking oranges, oranges in there and it tastes really good um but they had different types of beer where it was uh one was aged in a whiskey barrel so it tasted like aged wood and whiskey which was a very interesting flavor there was another one that tasted like cherries there was a uh, yeah there was another one that tasted like uh, oh it was a bourbon barrel yeah see in beer there's more apparent taste yeah like in wine it's like eh, i don't know man exactly that's I how i am too yeah I think if we have more <clears throat> wine, then maybe we might be able to tell. Yeah. I don't care enough to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? It, you'll only start caring if someone's like, David, you don't know shit about wine. I know more <laughs> shit about wine than you do. That's something <laughs> I, I, I could let it pass. Okay. <laughs> somebody comes up and you go, dude, you don't know about wine. I was like, yeah, but I know the inside of your mom's pussy. Shut the fuck up. You little bitch. Who oh, the fuck man. You know why? It's because wine, When some sometimes when people talk about wine to me, I think that... Um, they use it as a way to be a little snobby about shit. Totally. You totally. know, I can't just like, like they, I hate it when I have a wine. I'm like, oh, that's good. They're like, oh, you don't know what the good stuff is. I will suck my fucking nuts, bitch. <laughs> How about that? Suck my fucking nuts. I will drink whatever the fuck I want. And it, it's just, that's the part where it's almost like, are you looking down at me? Because I don't yeah. know about aged juice, bitch. Like it's rotten juice. Don't tell me what I don't know about this wine. Like I'm okay enjoying my shit, you know? Dude, speaking of alcohol, I was in New York right before you came, mm-hmm. and I was at this place, and I really legitimately feel like I got roofied. You're special, bro. No, no, but, <laughs> no, but I, you know, I don't I, like I don't know what what it what it was, but 
I literally, I don't think I've ever like blacked out in, a, in, in that kind of way ever before. And I, I, I was remembering how much I was drinking too. And it, all, I, all I remember is just like, boom, waking up in my um, oh, room the shit. next day. Just like, the fuck? And then my friend sent me all these videos like, yo, I was looking for you for like a couple, couple hours, two, two and a half hours trying to find you. And you kept saying like, no, it's okay. Leave me here. I'm fine. And then um, my friend walked me back home. And just showed me videos of me walking home. And then she was like, yeah, like, uh, we couldn't find you, but we finally found you. And then, and then, and then when, I, when I looked at the videos, I'm like, that's not me. That's so weird. And it was a place called The Box. Have you heard of The Box in uh-uh. New York? So they usually do these, like, burlesque shows. But then they're, like, really bizarre. Um, they didn't do the show the night that we went. But supposedly you go and then you watch, like, like a ballerina will come out. Mm. And then she'll eat a cupcake, and then she'll like diarrhea it out, and then she'll eat it and she'll throw it up. What the fuck? Or like a dude with tits will just like, um, like jerk off and like light a firework. What? Yeah, it's called the box. They have one in London. They have one in New York. That's so fucking weird. It's wild. But they didn't. But there was nothing. There there were no shows that night. Yeah. At least I do not recall. Yeah. And um, it's just a weird place t- to begin with. So I could see something like that happen. Holy shit. Yeah. I wonder if you saved the girl's life that night. You took the wrong drink and then you were roofied instead of her. Yo, probably, man. You're a fucking hero, yeah, I am bro. I a hero. That probably, maybe that, that is what happened. Because I remember going to another table with a bunch of dudes and I was drinking some drinks. Mm. Maybe, you, maybe you saved somebody, dude, maybe. on accident. Yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> if you're out there and you're watching this. You owe me one. You're welcome. <laughs> I, almost, I, almost, I almost got butt fucked yeah. because of you. Oh, man. Oh, That's man. fucking I definitely crazy. checked everything and I definitely checked my ass. And I definitely, like, like straight up, legitimately. Well, you don't I was just like, I have no idea what the fuck happened. But Dude, you know, uh, my friend who you went to, um, so he went to Vegas uh, for a bachelor party. And uh, he told me that, so the next day he woke up with a receipt in his pocket and it was I forgot what the amount was, but it was an absorbent amount. And mind you, this guy's not rich, yeah. but his credit card was charged for like, let's just say one ticket had like two grand and the other one had like three grand. And he's like, what the fuck happened? Right? And so what what we kind of figured out was that he probably got fucking roofied. Uh-huh. And so what they said what, what happened was he says he the last thing he remembered was him come was uh one of the like a stripper came up to him and just started pouring drinks down his throat. And then after that, he blacked out. And so everybody told him, like, yeah, bro, like, you you were kind of going ham. And they were pouring bottles of Cristal down your throat. And, you know, at, at those fucking strip clubs, like, 300, 400 bucks each. Damn. Right? 400, 500 bucks or whatever. And yeah. he's just, like, charging it to his card. And he goes, dude, I don't know what the fuck happened. He goes, how the fuck did I get charged for all this shit? Yeah. And they were just fucking giving him random drinks all night and so they're doing that sitting on his a- sitting on his lap getting naked pouring down drinks because he has to pay for that shit and he woke up with like this absorbent amount of fucking charges on his on his card oh man those hustlers dude dude man no no nobody ever roofies me yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling left out dude <laughs> like, mine was accidental man i'm pretty sure no one was like that guy i'm gonna get him it was probably just like oh fuck that guy took it you know that'd be so funny <laughs> if there's like a cctv of you sitting down and the guy's like oh, oh. <laughs> you know and the guy's just fucking sad he's like fuck i only had one I gonna go get that girl and then you're sexually harassing him <laughs> like, i'm okay i'm okay that's actually pretty funny that'd be fucking hilarious yeah, 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 dude so damn it yeah i don't think i've ever really blacked out before i mean i've had i have moments where i had splotches in my memory same here same here. Blacking out completely, but, I've, like there's like a deleted long yeah. portion of my memory has never happened. For like a long chunk of time, that's just like, it's bizarre for me because I know how much I was drinking. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I know it was something. Well, but, I had a Sen Foods recently where I got blasted drunk. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like moments where I don't remember. Like I don't remember trying to fucking roundhouse kick some water bottles off of this pole. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't remember that shit. But I do remember a majority of the stuff that happened. I know how I got to my hotel. Yeah. I know that when I woke up in my drunken stupor, I tried eating a sandwich, a cold sandwich off the floor. Like, <laughs> I, I, I remember I remember these things. Like it was this permanti sandwich. And 
it, I guess like the bag kind of. Why fell was on it on the floor? floor? Oh, okay. I, I guess it fell on the floor and it was just there. And I was so drunk, I was like, I need something in my stomach. Grab <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit off the floor. I was like, just <laughs> good. <laughs> it went back. That should have been part of the Send Foods episode. They should have recorded yeah, that. Man. Dog, I was so fucking smack. I'm not saying this like I'm proud. Don't follow yeah, yeah, this shit. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. disgusted of myself, but it was to the point where I was cognizant enough where I hated the way I was feeling. So all I was saying repeatedly in the bed was, go away. <laughs> I was telling my drunkness to go away. Like, please go away. <laughs> it will pass. It, it will. I just needed somebody to stroke my head. <laughs> it will pass, my child. It will pass. But that's how I get when I'm drunk because I can't process it very well. Yeah. It, it hurts me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good off of maybe like three drinks. That's why when you take Pepsi, it slows down the... Uh, it slows down the breaking down of the alcohol. Oh. So it goes through your system a lot slower. Oh. But the downfall is because it does that. You get smashed towards the end, huh? The next day when you wake up, right, you're still good. You, let's say you eat something. Then your body starts metabolizing everything. And yeah. then it starts metabolizing the alcohol that was inside. Oh, shit. And then fucked. you start getting fucked up. Oh, see, I can't do that. And then that. it's just like you wake up, you're like, you eat like a bowl of ramen, and you're like, Wait, what the fuck? See, I have to know this, and I, and I should know this about myself. It's eat first before you drink, right? And then, so don't do it on an empty stomach. <laughs> We're like middle schoolers talking about alcohol. Yeah, like, I know. What should we do? And then <laughs> only have, you could have either three mixed drinks or you can have four to five shots. Mm. I should know this. But what happens is when we have great conversation with somebody, we're just chilling. You want me to go get – I'll get next round. I'll get next round. Then all of a sudden I'm six drinks in. It's impossible to say no too because you're having such a good time. Yeah. You know? That's why you got to just – And I'm not feeling drunk yet until the hour later yeah. where I'm fucking looking for a fucking Prince Street pizza. And I'm over <laughs> here just stumbling all across New York. I'm like, fuck. Am I drunk? Did I fuck up again? I get so upset with myself. Where where in New York did you guys stay? Uh, the Lower East Side. Oh, dude, me too. It's nice. What, what hotel did you, were you guys at? Uh, twin sister or sisters – Twin sister or something like that. Something like cool. That. It's cool. like it's like a really modern small. Like yeah. the rooms are fucking small, but it's really modern and it's nice. But Dude, it's so fun out there, man. It's cool. I don't know if I could live there. I mean, a Lower East Side, I could live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when it gets a little too crazy out there, I, I don't know about that shit yeah. because well, even though there's a lot of areas that are gentrified, when it's hood in New York, it's, yeah, it's fucking crazy. hood, dude. Like I'm clutching my purse immediately. Dude. I'm like the fuck out of here, yeah. man. Because yeah. we were, we, I forgot we were walking around and it was daytime and I was still scared. I was like, mm, this is not, this, <laughs> this is not for me. Still sketch. This is not for me. Well, you got any uh, projects coming up? Um, I have things that are coming out. Ooh. Um, I'm in uh the purge. The purge is coming out soon. Ooh, it's a TV show. Um, yeah, this character is interesting too because um you know he's um the whole premise is that it takes it it talks about um the days leading up to the purge, right? Okay, and um and, and what happens between purges. Mm-hmm. So it really analyzes like um. What, uh, how, how characters think about um, these kind of laws that 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 are like you know in society where like you have one day to to release everything and kill yeah. people, and so it, it's cool to play this character where like you know he's like he's just like a normal good kid, but he has a lot of anger and he wants to let it out on a specific day, and so it's cool to like just see this guy just you know he's just following the rules. This is what it is, and then and, one day the day he gets to murder he gets people. To murder. But. For sure, if I was in a purge, bro, I'm hiding immediately. Dude, me too, man. Fuck that shit. My whole paycheck is going to go into building this shelter where it's fucking in, impenetrable. Yeah, someone's going to figure out a way. Oh, we would like someone's to see gonna, because if you do come in, six rocket launchers are coming it, at you. It'll be someone that's like in your inner circle, you know? You're hiding with like your buddy. Oh, nobody's sudden, allowed in except for me. It's just you. Yeah, it's just me. Nobody. Yeah. No Mom, family members. Mom, dad, Nothing. children. <laughs> all of you figure out your yeah, own yeah, bomb yeah, shelter. Yeah. I'm surviving this shit. Dude, that's smart. That's the smartest way, man. I got bags of Kit Kats beef jerky and a lot of porn. <laughs> I'm fucking fine. It's only one day. I'll just jack off and have some strawberry Kit Kats. I'm good to go, you nice. stupid sons of bitches. Nice. I know. I got some hate in my heart, though, dude. If we had a purge day, there's a lot of people. No, I won't say a lot. There's a couple of people that might die immediately. <laughs> I just see you like slapping them really hard, like, you know, just like up. slapping or knocking them out, you know, yeah. not kill them. I don't think you're a killer. No. You know, you would just hurt them. You I, know, I have hate in my heart, but I'm not a murderous yeah, guy. Yeah, you're not a murderous guy. And a lot of the times, like the people I really dislike, it's not that I, I dislike them, but not enough to hurt them, dude. It's you just, sort of kill them with your words. Yeah. You know, you're really good at that. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's some people I, whose career I want to destroy just because they're trash human beings. But other than that, it's like, ah, uh, no, I don't really lose yeah. sleep over it. It's not worth it. I'm pretty much good to go. Oh, shit, man. It's already time. Dang, that's it. That was, that was quick, yeah, That bro. was fun, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, Lawrence, where can they find you? Um, at I am Lawrence Cow. Or on your televisions. Or on your television shows. Yeah, well, check Lawrence out. One of my really good friends out in L.A. You'll see him everywhere, man. I'm talking about... You want to talk about good actors, right? This motherfucker right here, dude. This motherfucker right here. Get on his fucking level, you stupid bitches. No, no, no. Nah, yeah, man. Well, you can catch us on any platform that's audio and fucking podcast related. I say curse a lot in between words when I blink out. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so, a good recovery method. It is. Yeah. So we have, uh, <laughs> so you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, just every audio platform, specifically iTunes podcast. Give us that five star. And you smelly bitches, we'll see you all next time. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>